are you Greek? And do you feel pressured being Greek? I don't know. Do you feel pressure? Being I don't know. Greek? But we're going to talk about it. Let's talk about it. Come on. Yeah. I see you, Deanna. Okay, Gia. DST. D9. Let's go, let's go, let's go. It's violets and pearls with the Delta girls okay. wearing crimson and cream, call them chocolate supremes. Right. And if you're shopping for things yeah. like popular things, they yeah. got all of the things from clothes to jewelry. It's a dream Woo. to talk about things the D9 way. It feels good to be Greek and change lives, man. It feels good to uplift, to uh -huh. give back and speak facts. Yeah. Violets and pearls is where it's at. Come on. Yeah, VMP, everybody say, hey, it's a violets and pearls day. Yep. Welcome to the Violets and Pearls podcast. This week, we're going to be talking about being Greek and do you feel pressured? Do you feel pressured? Sometimes I do. So let me just, let's get into it. Cause, yeah. Okay. So it just kind of depends for me. Um, if I have on, if I'm fully in representation, like I have on Nelia and... I'm going somewhere. I do feel a little smidge of responsibility to carry myself a certain way, um, to to just take it a notch up. And I feel like, and especially early days of being um, an undergrad, man, we would dress up every single day, wore heels every single day, just because we were Delta. And that was a culture of the Deltas at our school. And I think different schools have different things, but even in today's, um, present time, I do feel there's um, a little added pressure um, to just be a little more elite, if you if you will. So I um, I agree with you. I definitely feel there's some pressure, um, especially when you have on your um, your letters, because we all know that once you step out of the house with your organization's letters, you're not just representing yourself, but you're representing an entire body of people, right? Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. so there is an extra, or there, in my opinion, there should be an extra layer of um, cognizance in terms of how you are carrying yourself because you're not just representing yourself when you have your letters on, you're representing others as well. So I think there is, there, there is some pressure to that. Yeah, I agree. Um, and it just kind of brings me back to just the day-to-day -day of who we are in, in general. We represent our families. We represent as Black women, you know, and it's just another thing that we wear proudly um, when you are part of a Greek organization or any other organization that you find to have pride in and yes. people recognize you. You can even be a part of a another organization that has nothing to do with Divine Nine. Or it is, I think it's the same pressure that people feel like in churches, like a pastor yeah. or, you know, just people when, they, when there's someone around that actually knows your title and what you do, not to be fake, don't be fake, be you, right. but at the same time, be a good representation of whatever it is that you're hanging your hat on. Yeah, absolutely. And I also think for people who may, and, and granted, this is just our personal opinion, mm -hmm. but I think for those who may, you know, slightly disagree with us, should probably rethink because, again, when, when you have on... Um, letters or mm -hmm. and a, something that shows an affiliation right 
you're not just representing yourself exactly. right and exactly. people people come up you know people on the outside looking in come come up with their own um, stereotypes mm -hmm. about certain organizations whether they're true or not and the way how you carry yourself the way how you you speak um could could actually either enhance that stereotype right. or it could um correct the stereotype based right. on how you present yourself. Exactly. So I think that I think that um, people should definitely be more conscious of how they are conducting themselves when they decide to you know to wear their letters, whatever organization you may yeah. be part of, um, and how you're representing that, and who's going to be affected when you're out in the open, when you're out right. in public, and right. engaging in certain activities with that particular organization's um, letters on. Yeah, because you just don't know if that organization is in agreement with whatever it is you're deciding to participate in. Exactly. You know, it, it reminds me of, you know, I have had quite a bit of different experience with different corporate um, brands. And I remember back in the day, you, we wouldn't allow professional cameras on property with people, you know, you know, throwing up whatever they're doing or shooting a music video just because there are brands in the background and that brand may not agree with what you're doing right. with them in the shot. They don't, you right. don't have their permission. Right. So in all those things, you have to be careful how you how how they have to be careful how they let other people represent them and same thing with us anything that we're wearing that's a part of a collective body exactly we have to be very careful <laughs> right. in approaching um and then we may say hey they shouldn't be so strict maybe they shouldn't be you know watch this but there is a precedence um and then there's there is a just like a rule of thumb that you just can't do whatever you want to do just because you think you should do it in their attire, you know? Right. Now, if you want to do your own thing, wear something like this. Go ahead. Go do what you want to do, you right. know? Um, just, you know, go purchase go purchase something that, does, that doesn't represent, you know, an organization per se. Um, not to say that Biggie that, you know, he does, but... Um, but I'm just saying like, you know, you should just be, just tread lightly in those areas. So no, absolutely. In addition to that, I also, we're talking about obviously, you know, wearing apparel and wearing, um, paraphernalia mm -hmm. and, um, obviously that that's an automatic notification. Hey, I'm part of an organization. Right. Um, but I also think that there, there, there's a possibility for internal pressure as well, depending on um, who you are as a person and how you join the organization and what your reasons for joining the organization um, may have been. So I'll give you an example. Um, I am not a legacy. Okay. Yeah, right. Um, I don't come from a lineage of um, Delta women mm -hmm. and, you know, that's okay. Um, it's just what it is. But I can only imagine what type of pressure someone right. that comes from yeah. um, a, line a lineage of Delta women, um, what type of pressure does that soror mm -hmm. have and what does she have to uphold to continue to live up to the expectations right. of um, the Delta before her? Right. I agree. I think that can apply to just about anything. It can apply to even universities. Yeah. Like if you go, if you're a part of a particular school, your family is always going to this particular college. 
um, when you get there, there may be a preconceived notion of how you're supposed to act and the things that you represent. And if you come out doing something a little different, then, you know, people may hold it against you. They may judge you. They may do this. We know they probably shouldn't, but it happens. Right. So, yeah. So, do you do feel? You feel <laughs> <laughs> Let us know. Let us know. This is an interesting topic for yeah. today. You know, let's engage in this conversation. Yeah. So, tell us what organization you're a part of. And then also, like Deanna said, let us know. Do you feel pressure? week we have a segment focusing on different fraternities and sororities that is called sorority spotlight fraternity focus and today we will feature a wonderful fraternity called kappa alpha psi fraternity today we have my amazing husband kendrick crawford who is a member of kappa alpha psi fraternity incorporated uh, kendrick is the national guy right and kappa league debate committee chair Welcome, Kendrick. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate it. So tell us about your work, the work that you're doing inside of your fraternity as it relates to uh, Guy Wright and Kappa League. Yeah, absolutely. So um, first of all, Kappa Alpha Psi was founded January 5th, 1911 is on the campus of Indiana University. That's at Bloomington, Indiana. But um, Kappa League has a premier program for young men. It's the Guy Wright program. Kappa League is the high school edition of the program. And based on the fraternity right now, we're focusing on debate, being able to emotionally get your point across um, when it comes to manhood and mentorship. I think that's amazing. So I know as your wife that you um, have been doing a lot of amazing things in the fraternity as it relates to um, teaching the young men of how to properly debate. And um, just recently, your um your organization took part in a national debate that took place in St. Louis, Missouri. Would you like to talk more about that? I will expound more. So absolutely. So Kappa Abbasai had its first centennial of 100 years for Guy Rod and Kappa League. And based on that particular event, the premier um, event was a debate. Um, being that I am the chair for the debate team um, and committee across the entire nation, we were able to start on an international level as well as locally here in the United States, locally here in the United States. And we did everything online for about two years. That was during the COVID um, time frame, And it was just a trial and it went so well that we took it on the road. And basically what we did is we had a final four, um, if you will, of debate. And throughout that time, we allowed the young men to learn debate, all the various aspects of debate and that included just generically um, research, scholarly research and articles, which is really big for um, all components of life, even us as adults. We're still doing scholarly research on a regular basis. And from there, uh, simply teaching the young men how to speak, how to project. Um, that's also a skill, a soft skill that's used on a daily basis in the work field. Um, from there, uh, debate just goes to competition, which is an aspect of guy riding capitally. We want to teach the young men how to uh, properly get their points across, mm -hmm. even if it's from a competition standpoint. And to speak more on some of the things you mentioned, so we were recently in St. Louis. Um, we were sponsored by um, Harris Hill State University, which is a very profound HBCU in St. Louis, um, as well as St. Louis University. They sponsored the Catholic and Guy Wright on a national level. We brought in all the teams, all the champions competed on that level, and we were able to give away $10,000 in scholarship money. 
uh, to various kids, as well as laptops. We even give away trophies, medallions, to let them know how important debate is so that they'll continue to want to push for the pinnacle of life. I think most importantly, we gain many um, social skills there across the board that will help these young men. Sponsorships also came out of this event. So we're now being sponsored by American Airlines. They're That's going amazing. To, absolutely. Yep. So they're going to take care of all the travel for the young men coming up in various stages of debate. Um, they're going to also come in a certain amount of money, which I won't mention just yet until it's in the press. Um, so that's another plus. And Wally College, which is also another profound HBCU, have also sponsored and committed to scholarships for the young men of Cap Alpha Psi um, in our debate team. So a lot of great things going on across Kappa World. And um, I'm just excited to be a part of it and being a leader for the organization. Congratulations. Um, I think that that is really huge. Um, and it shows the work that you all are doing in your organization and the support of um uplifting a community of young black men so congratulations and um good shout out to um your organization yeah absolutely so i just want to ask you kendra what are some benefits i know that you said that it helps for the young man to get their point across when having um public speech you know when they're doing those things as a as a growing boy but as they become a man what are some of the things that you guys help to instill in them that they can carry into manhood yeah absolutely that's a great question Deanna so I think with you guys being a part of Delta Sigma Theta and the Divine Nine in general it is our goal to uplift our community and to simply just hold your head high Mm -hmm. because you are a valued citizen in this country and a lot of times that's it's not um, it's not celebrated as much as it should be. Right. So though that's one of the things that we do to keep your head held high, because you are just as important as the next person. Mm-hmm. Another skill that we like to teach in Cap Abasai, uh, Guy Wright and Cap League, is simply organization. Um, being a part of this organization has taught me many different aspects and facets of organization. Organization is just not the tangible things that you have on a daily basis right, to organize right. in a room. Mm-hmm. Um, but more so mental thought organization mm-hmm. is also a big proponent for guy running capitally. Well, I think that's absolutely wonderful. Um, wonderful skills that these young men will use one day and they can most definitely prepare them for a brighter future. So, you know, hats off to you for being the chair of that. I know that it's something that you take very seriously. Absolutely. Um, and I honestly think that we need more people in the community like you to give a helping hand to these young men because they have so many different things that come against them as um, black and brown boys growing up in this in this world. So hats off to you. Thank you. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So in terms of support from the community, um, the future of your debate, um, what, what does that look like and how can um, others from the Divine Nine or just the community in general, what can they do to support? Yeah. Um, so the Divine Nine is a big part of where we want to go. Um, there's a lot of talk for competition across various Divine Nine organizations. Mm-hmm. It's still in the works. I will tell you that I applaud Violets and Pearls and what you guys are doing across um, the D9 and uh, the Greek world, if you will. I would love to introduce Violets and Pearls as to having a debate team at some point. Mm-hmm. And I would like that sponsorship to come from Violets and Pearls because you are prominent in Delta Sigma Theta and some of the things that are going on right now. Um, in the world. So that's one of the things I would like to do. Um, Phi Beta Sigma, uh, the Alphas, um, all the organizations, we want to introduce them to debate their children, their kids, 
even some parents and adults, members of the D9, who may not understand what debate is and where it can take you. Um, but those are some of the things we're looking to do. We want to push it out. Um, I will tell you, we have no sponsors for cookouts and food, so we would love to get Del Megas to cook because they probably won't be able to participate as much as the other organizations. But uh, we would love to have them do cookouts for us. But uh, yeah, that's what we're looking to do uh, across the. He didn't mean United. it, bro. He didn't mean <laughs> it. <laughs> nah, you know what? It's, it's it's all in fun, but not. Nah, we do have an opportunity to. Make sure that our men, young men are impacted, young ladies as well as the sororities have uh, young ladies that can also compete. So that's what we're doing um, in the next couple of months. We'll start up again to get this next competition on the way. So thank you. We are excited to learn more as this continues to evolve. Um, before we close, um, so this this uh, episode's topic was about being Greek and feeling pressured. Mm. So we just wanted to take a, a few minutes to ask you from your perspective, um, being Greek and also being in the limelight in terms of the position that you hold, um, do you feel any type of pressure? You know, I think that's an amazing question. I think for me, pressure is only cultivated if you allow it to be pressure. And I think being a part of the Divine Nine, Cap Abbasai, which is the best fraternity in the world, in my opinion, there's no pressure unless you're not doing what you're supposed to do. And I think this should be a shout out to anyone that's a part of the Divine Nine. You committed yourself to something that's bigger than you. So the only way you have pressure is if you're not inputting yourself into the community as your founders wanted you to do. And that commitment will just continue to transcend across year to year and generation to generations for our organizations. The pressure is only there to make sure that we survive as sororities and fraternities. And it's really simple. We all know what to do. So that's my opinion. I have no pressure because there's a divine destiny for me within Kappa Alpha Psi, and I've already seen the fruition of that just based on me serving and being who I am. So no, there's no pressure for me to continue to do or not do a certain thing, in my opinion, if that answers your question. No, absolutely, absolutely. And we thank you for that. So um, is there anything else you want to let us know before we close out, before this segment concludes um, with regards to Kappa League? Um, yeah, so Kappa League has a lot of different things that we're doing. Um, so if anyone's watching the podcast from uh, International, I want you guys to go to KappaLeagueTV.com. If you're in the United States, it's KappaLeagueTV.org. We're going to change it over to .com, but subscribe. We have an opportunity to give more scholarships out, and we're going to be sponsored by some of the big television stations in California. So by subscribing, giving us 10,000 subscribers, it'll make the dreams come true for a lot of young men. That's one thing. The last thing I want to say is, once again, shout out to Violets and Pearls for all the great things you're doing from your paraphernalia, now a new podcast. You're giving people a voice and an opportunity to speak and to make it known that there are great things going on in the Divine Nine, regardless of what the media may say. And I just think it's remarkable for you to step out on faith and do what you're supposed to be doing as an organization. Well, thank you. We received that. That concludes our segment for today. Thank you. Bye.